Welcome to Mind Duck. Dreams. Yeah, don't worry. This is not an ASMR podcast. My name is Philip, and I'm the host of the Mind Duck Japan podcast. And recently I've decided to have some other fun with podcasting. And I've made the book podcast and the anime podcast and the gaming podcast. This is the last one. This is more like an experiment for me, just to have some fun. And probably just a one-off, unless uh, this becomes insanely popular for some unforeseen reasons. But we'll see how this goes. So on this podcast, I like to talk about dreams. Now people, for some reason, hate talking about dreams. Many people tell me that it's incredibly boring and they don't like to get into it at all. On the other side of the spectrum, some people think it's too personal and they don't want to share their super personal secrets. <laughs> I personally love talking about dreams. I ask people about dreams a lot and uh, not many people, like I said, want to talk about them. I myself have... Uh, very weird dreams. I've I have told them to a uh, couple of people, and uh, I get the same response. Yeah, that's pretty weird. <laughs> but that's about it. They don't really want to talk about it anymore. So that's why that's why I decided to talk about this podcast. Uh, the point of this is to tell you a dream that I've had, like a short story, and then analyze it because I indulge in overanalyzing and overthinking, so I'd like to give you the meaning that I see behind the dream. Now, before we get into the first dream, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, dreams in general. And because uh, the original podcast I've been making is uh, Mind like Japan, specifically about Japanese culture, I'd like to say a bit about what I learned in Japan about dreams. And uh, <laughs> one of the funny small tidbits that I've learned is that uh, some Japanese people told me that a cat in a dream means bad luck. And there is this one person who shall not be named that uh, told me that he's got recurring dreams of cats. And <laughs> the cats try to like jump at him and like rub against his uh, legs. And he also had a dream about a cat that was oversized, like larger than him. And it like jumped on him from behind and hugged him. It was very like fluffy and soft and warm. And he said it was the worst luck possible. So he <laughs> he dreams about like running away from cats and washing his hands after he petted cats and like being hugged by cats and suffering because if the cat grabs you, apparently that's bad luck. So that I found it kind of hilarious. <laughs> Another thing that's quite interesting about uh, dreams in Japanese culture is uh, something called Hatsu Yume, which Yume means dreams and Hatsu means first. It's the first dream in the new year. This is traditionally like a fortune telling about your new year. Uh, the first uh, dream tells you about the ensuing year. Specifically, uh, if you want to be very lucky in the new year, you have to look for three signs. You have to see Fuji, you have to see a hawk, and you have to see an eggplant. <laughs> you might be asking why an eggplant. And that's because eggplant in Japanese is nasu. And uh, that's the same word for achieving something great. Uh, different kanji, different writing, but same, same pronunciation, same word. So first the mountain, 
The hawk is strong and clever, apparently. And then eggplants. All right, so that's just a quick introduction. Uh, so let's uh, slowly get into my one of my weirdest dreams. And uh, it's not a lucid dream, which I've had my share of uh, shenanigans with lucid dreaming, which uh, I might get into in the next episode or when I talk about other dreams. Uh, this dream is pretty strange, but not lucid <laughs> at all. I'd like to attempt to tell it like a story. So sit back, relax, and uh, if you want to be creeped out, maybe close your eyes. Imagine that you're dreaming. The dream starts with a positive feeling, a fresh, reinvigorated new life. You move to a new city and you start working in an orphanage. You feel really excited about this new job and you go to work and you meet new co-workers. Everything's fine and dandy. During the first few weeks, you try to socialize and talk to the co-workers. Many of them keep behaving a little strangely. One of them seems to be particularly strange and sometimes out of nowhere mentions shopping for vegetables and how lovely it is to find the cheapest cabbage. Other co-workers never say hello, they just walk right past you. After some time you get acquainted, you make some new friends, you start to notice that all of them have the same issue. They suggest that this job that you just started should always be just short term. One of the co-workers is strangely obsessed with this notion and every time you talk to him he mentions that if you don't do something soon you will end up getting stuck in here forever. Forever you ask? There's no answer. He just leaves and never talks to you again. Life goes on and the job starts to be more solitary. People don't talk to you much and it gets very exhausting and stifling on top of that. Because of that, you're bound to make a mistake. And that's exactly what happens. And you've scolded it by your superiors. Right after that, a random co-worker comes again and tells you that you've been warned that this is the last chance to get out of this. What the fuck are you on about? No answers. He just leaves. The next morning you wake up. However, it's dark and you can't move. Seems like you're in a confined space. And when you lift your head, you only bump it on something hard. You hear a dull thud as your head bumps down and falls on a very hard surface. Suddenly the cover opens and the strange co-worker from yesterday is looking down at you. You find that you're sleeping in something like a coffin that's made of dark plastic or some kind of material that you can't identify. People are walking around. You have seen all of them before, but you can't tell who they really are. You just remember the guy from yesterday who told you about cabbage. You sit up and try to move around. While you do so, you hear a strange sound, like rubber 
rubbing against plastic or some kind of strange artificial material. Where am I? What, what is... why? You mumble a bunch of questions. The coworker who's just doing some menial things finally turns at you and says, we told you that you should have left or you will turn into cabbage. Yet, you are still here. What? You look around and you're super confused. The guy looking at you says, you don't believe me? Look at yourself. You are already turning into cabbage. As you look at your belly, you jerk back in shock because under your t-shirt there are some cabbage leaves sticking out. You pull up your shirt and notice that your body is covered in cabbage leaves. It's not covered in cabbage leaves. It is cabbage leaves. There is no skin. You scramble and start touching your belly. There are just layers of cabbage. You start peeling off the leaves off of your belly, horrified what you'll find underneath. There is no skin to be found. Leaf after leaf you peel off. After you find the cavity, it feels very soft and there's something moving under the surface. As you peel the last leaf off of your belly, you see your intestines made of cabbage, rubbing against each other as you move, making this strange plasticky sound of rubber or cabbage, cabbage leaves rubbing against each other. The sight, the sound, the feeling is excruciating. There is no pain and the intestines are moving around for some strange reason. In silent disbelief, you turn your blank face at the guy standing in front of you. And he repeats, like we said, everybody turns into cabbage here. But that doesn't make any sense. How would that even happen? If you don't believe me, have a look for yourself. Even your head is made of cabbage. As his eyes look into yours and open a little wider while he stares at you, your point of view suddenly shifts. It's as if you're in a scene in a movie. The camera moves away from your body, shifts away, and along with that, the point of view and your vision. Suddenly, you see yourself from a different perspective. You're looking at your face from the side. It sends shivers down your spine. You feel petrified. You can't move. What does it even mean to move if you're not in a body? What you're looking at can only be described as molded pieces of cabbage that resemble your face. Unfortunately, that's not all you're staring at. The most striking image is that your jaw and teeth are sticking out from underneath the cabbage head. The guy standing there steps forward to you or to your body, and in a very relaxed and matter-of-fact way starts peeling off the cabbage leaves off of your face. Off comes your nose, your ears, or something that resembles them. Leaf after leaf, the guy says, you think you have a brain. Look, he peels off more leaves, and you can't even fathom inside the skull, there is nothing. It's hollow. There's nothing there. It's nothing. 
Suddenly, you feel a pull, some invisible force, pulling your point of view, your perspective that's floating in space, and it accelerates flying into the empty skull. As soon as it hits the proper space, and you're looking out over your exposed jaw and pieces of cabbage, you suddenly wake up. You're drenched in sweat, you have a headache. You are in your new apartment, in the new city. You started a new life here. Surely, this was just a dream. It's nothing to worry about. You get ready to work, you try to shake off this weird feeling as you go to work and do your everyday job. You notice that many people keep staring at you. Some even leave the room as you go in. The guy in the break room keeps rambling about cabbage and says that the prices are even lower now, that we should all get it. It's the best thing to buy now. Another guy asks you how you're doing and then casually mentions that you have been warned and now there's nothing you can do about it. On the way home from work, as you approach your apartment, suddenly you know, you don't know how, you don't know why, but you are sure and you know 100% that the police is waiting for you in your apartment. Even though you feel like this doesn't make any sense, you start to slowly walk away from your apartment and feel like there's no way. You haven't done anything wrong. However, you are proven wrong very swiftly as a police car slowly drives towards you and a guy steps out. As he opens the door, you notice something strange. You are worried to look at his face. You don't want to look at his face. He starts talking. Sir, you haven't paid for... He says, and at the moment he says that, you finally muster the courage to look at his face. His face is not there. It's just eyes. Two eyes floating in space. Even before he finishes his sentence, he pulls out a taser and shoots you. You fall to the ground and wake up in bed. Drenched in sweat again. It's the new place. It's the new apartment. This must have been a dream, right? Right? Nothing seems out of the ordinary. You try to convince yourself that this is just a dream and head out to work. As you come closer to work, you suddenly know that the police are about to get you again. You can see it. You can see where they will come from. You can see how they will catch you. It's as if you had a superpower, like a premonition. Well, you scuff it off, you don't care. This doesn't make any sense. So like a stupid idiot, you walk into work and everything goes down and happens exactly as you saw it in the vision. And as the police tases you again, you wake up again in your apartment. Surely, this hasn't been a dream now. You start panicking, shaking. What should I do? Leave, obviously. Get out of this place, whatever that means. You pack your stuff and run downstairs. You want to get a bus and ride to a different city. You find a way to escape, but the day resets. Every time the same thing happens, the day keeps looping. 
and each time you know where the police will be. Each time you're more aware of what they will do and how they will catch you. But they know that too. Each loop is shorter and the escape allows you narrower and narrower and smaller chance to make a run for it and escape. During the last few loops, they were at the door again, to your house. This time, you wake up in your bed, but you don't want to open your eyes. You know they're here. There's nowhere closer to get to than into your actual room. You imagine their eyes floating in space where their faces should be. You hear footsteps as somebody comes closer to your bed. You wait until the last moment and then throw the blanket over his face. Be it so you don't see his non-existent face or to confuse them. You kick them and jump out of bed. But where do you run to? There is nothing to run to. There are more of them at the door. The only thing you can do as you panic is jump out of the window. You leg it and you run through the window, through the glass, and you start falling outside of the apartment. As the glass cuts your skin and you start falling down, it feels like time slowed down and you are suspended in midair. As you're falling, you look back and you can see those beings jumping through the window after you to follow you. Somehow, it seems like they are falling faster than you and you are slowing down. The surroundings start to be blurry. You look back at the pursuers and they are suddenly much closer. They are indeed falling faster. The surrounding environment completely fades to black and there's only a void, nothing but empty space and a bunch of cabbage men falling at you in police uniforms. As you're jerking and twisting your body without the ability to move, they finally catch up. Each grabs one of your hands. You look at the hands holding you, and as soon as you do, the whole top of the hand turns into an eye and looks straight at your face. You look at the other hand. The same happens. You look at the face of the being holding you, only to find a giant eye instead of a face. Suddenly, eyes start appearing everywhere looking at you until the black void itself becomes a giant eye and as it opens, it looks at you with all its immense force. You wake up paralyzed with fear. As you wake up, you look in front of you and two eyes are staring back freak out and jerk your whole body. At the same time, two more eyes appear in front of you on the wall. Fortunately, you realize that there's always been a mirror next to the bed on the wall, and those are your eyes. You also realize that you woke your partner up and the second pair of eyes are their eyes. However, Four eyes staring at you in the reflection doesn't feel comforting at all. You suddenly have a strange urge to go check if the cabbage is still there.
this was definitely a trip for me, uh, as you might imagine, when I woke up, which obviously the last part of the story is already out of the dream. I was pretty freaked out, and not because I necessarily felt scared, but because I never had such a strong feeling of questioning reality. I've had dreams that uh, repeated parts of themselves, but I've never had a dream that repeated like so many times. In this one I remember the cycle kept getting more intense and the chase with the police kept getting shorter and uh, the thrill of escaping them was getting more and more exciting and almost exhilarating. And I was kind of satisfied that I could escape them until it escalated into jumping out of the window. But anyways, that was the story. To be honest, I have absolutely no idea whether that was entertaining, so please let me know <laughs> if you've listened. And like I promised, I'd like to overanalyze this dream, because I like analyzing and overthinking. Now, of course, you can find patterns in anything, but uh, because it's me and it's my dream, I feel like it's very easy to find meaning and real connections to your real life in your own dream, because you know what your life is about. So, first of all, let me get into an overly pretentious over-analysis of the meaning of this dream. <laughs> now, it starts with uh, working in an orphanage and getting stuck in a job, which I think uh, means that I always feel like I don't belong somewhere, and this is like the culmination of trying to find meaning in a place and at the same time being scared of getting stuck in a place which I think we've all had this feeling of getting into an activity or a job and then being scared of never leaving it and having this dreadful feeling of uh, being there forever. Connected to that and something that uh, I find very worrying is other people doing things just as a matter of fact, because it's their job, and not taking you into consideration at all. Of course, inconsiderate people are bastards, but sometimes people are inconsiderate because it's their job, or because they don't even know that they don't know. And this is uh, the basis of this dream. Uh, somebody, like, warning you, or trying to help you, and uh, having these, like, backhanded comments, or, like, suggesting something thinking that it's obvious, but in fact not helping you at all, and then doing what he warned you about, and blaming you for not knowing it. So that's the part that the most intense feeling of this dream when I turned into cabbage, even though they warned me, but they didn't say what they warned me about, and I couldn't do anything about it, and I got stuck into the situation, and the people who caused it didn't care about it at all, and for them, from their point of view, it was completely normal. So this is one of the strangest things that I find in life, and strangest like fears and feelings, so that's definitely symbolized and materialized very, very vividly with this part of the dream. So it culminates into finding that there is nothing inside of my head, which might be one of my like deepest fears, uh, finding meaning in something. Uh, that's the worry that you lose your skill, you forget what you've learned, you don't remember what is important, and also because you could get stuck into one place and dig yourself a new 
hole or grave, so to speak. You are not able to have perspective anymore, and that makes you deteriorate and get lost and forgotten and uh, lose yourself. And that's exactly what happened next. The shifting of perspective and flying outside of my own body, I think is the manifestation of feeling like when you learn new things, move to new places, change your life, you're changing as a person so hard that you almost feel like you're losing yourself. Like in my case, when I compare my life a few years ago, I feel like a completely different person. And when I try to remember even further back, I still feel like I have changed my character and personality and skills and like perception of things so much that it's almost as if I lost the old self. So that's definitely the, the main thing about this dream. It's the fear of losing who you are and becoming something that you not necessarily want to become. And it might even be because other forces, elements, people, things and influences pushed you into this place and it was just normal for them. And you were just ground up in the system. And that's definitely a fear that this dream is about. So then the dream resets and... Uh, There's this cat and mouse chasing with the police. So I think that's uh, me trying to deal with it. Deal with this uh, feeling that I'm losing myself or losing it. Or trying not to get stuck in one place and be able to still learn new things and do new things. So my like wish or ideal is to always learn new things and improve and get better. And that's what I do in the dream. I get better at escaping the police. And escaping the police, I think, means trying to find how to get away from things. Be it your problems, duties, add-ons, uh, worries, bills, or just tasks at your job. It's a cycle that repeats every week, every month. And you're always trying to get away with it, or get away from it, or make it easier for yourself. But it's always catching up. It always feels like that every time I do taxes, the next year there is more shit to be dealt with. And even though I learn more about it, There are new problems that come up. So that's the fear of this never-ending cycle that gets closer and closer until it makes, until it eats you up. And uh, it always starts with some kind of a mistake that makes it worse for yourself or starts this process of you getting stuck somewhere, which was the mistake that the dream started with. So that's a general explanation of what I think the dream meant and why it happened like that. Now, secondly, I'd like to look at some real-life facts that were projected into this dream, which I think, after this pretentious description, will make this dream seem super boring and very lame. <laughs> and that's something that happens a lot in my dreams, is that I plagiarize, so to speak, or borrow imagery and scenes and feelings from media, movies, games, and like other things I've seen somewhere or read in a book. And I can see that very clearly in this dream. So let me start with the real life things. So of course, if you don't know from the Mindak Japan podcast, a few years ago, I moved to Japan, which is a big change, a big job change. So obviously that reflects in the dream. Now my job is not bad. It's not good. It's very easy. And I see many coworkers who are very strange. And I also see that getting stuck in this job is kind of like a trap because the job doesn't require you to get better. It just keeps going. And it kind of feel, feels like 
you're forgetting what you're good at and it becomes easier and easier because it's very repetitive. So that's why obviously this dream happened. Now to get into the specifics about the cabbage, the weird coworker in the dream that talks about cheap vegetables, that's me, <laughs> because that's what I do and that's exactly what I talked about. Uh, the thing is that in Japan fruit and vegetable is really expensive and there is this thing that in every city or every part where you live, like in a district, there's always supermarkets and vegetable shops and they have like a certain quality standards that means that the vegetable and price is really overpriced in Japan. And then there is always like a hidden shop somewhere in a dark alleyway that looks dirty and full of people who like to save money. And this is where they sell the discarded vegetables and fruit that don't meet the standards, that the crazy standards of quality uh, of Japanese markets. That's where I go <laughs> and I boast to my co-workers about how much money I've saved by shopping for apples and cabbages in these shops. <laughs> so this guy, that's me in this dream. Now finally a couple of references for other movies and stuff uh, that uh, reflected in this dream. One of them was uh, the fact that I had this dream a uh, short time after we recorded the podcast about the Indigo Prophecy, the Mind the Games podcast, episode one. And many scenes from that game <laughs> got stuck in my head because it made a huge impression. So uh, the chasing the police and having the premonitions, like the visions, and also like strange creatures appearing somewhere or falling in a black void. That's definitely from that game. Also, the scene with the intestines moving around, that's 100% from a movie called Annihilation. It's a sci-fi movie where DNA and biological matter gets refracted by like an alien force and it transforms things. There is a scene where people turn into trees, which resembles me turning into cabbage very much. And there's also a very disturbing scene where somebody cuts their belly open and their intestines are moving around, which is exactly the same scene that I remember from from this dream. So that's definitely not me being crazy, but just remembering that disturbing scene from the horror movie. Now the final part with the eyes. Uh, I think it's a very common thing in dreaming that something stares at you, chases you, can't escape it. I don't have any other meaning to look into uh, besides the fact that what happened to me in the past was that you can sort of notice things when you're sleeping, if your eyes are slightly open or if there is some light shining in you. So I think I might have already been looking at myself, but not realizing it and seeing my eyes in the mirror. And that's why there were so many eyes in the dream, which happened to me before. I tried some experiments with uh, lucid dreaming and stuff and if you start playing music or if you shine a light at yourself uh, while you're sleeping, it reflects in the dream. So that's a guess that might have happened. So that's about it for the first episode. Uh, I've decided to record this on my own because I feel like uh, dreams are a solitary experience. So what better to do than to record this just me that concludes my experiment with all kinds of podcasting episodes and shows. And uh, to finish this episode, I'd like to ask you listeners, if you like this, if you didn't like this, I'm really interested. Uh, please send me an email at uh, mindduckjapan at gmail.com. Also, 
if you have any interpretation for what my dream means, let me know. And finally, if you had a dream that's unexplainable or strange and you'd like to hear me tell you what I think about the meaning, you can send it too. Feel free. And maybe there'll be more episodes in the future. Thank you and to have interesting dreams.